재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 Mark Wilson is our artistic wanderer. He regularly finds new treasures lying in Seoul and around Korea from the artistic world. This week, he met some very interesting artistic leaders, professionals who are shaping what you might call the global artistic agenda, or at least observing it and documenting it at a major forum. And I guess we have a less visual, but perhaps more conceptual artistic wandering this week. Hi, Mark. Good morning, Kurt. Well, so this was called the International Cultural Art Forum. Incredibly broad title. So what kind of people were you meeting there? Right. I mean, today, this week is a pretty interesting topic because it concerns like the progression of society here in Korea, but also just globally across the board. Now, if you think about it, there are like many different, I mean, how many international festivals have you gone to? You go outside and you eat cultural food and listen to music and dancing. Festivals, conferences, things like that. But you're talking specifically about artistic festivals going on. Right. I mean, the thing is, this one is a bit different because it's not a festival. This is a forum where they, you know, festivals are when it's, you know, bring the family and have a good time. But this is quite academic. This is where they bring in scholars, professors, experts. And it's not just art. It's it's, uh, dance. It is academia, just all facets of human society. They're bringing in, you know, you just hear that like movie trope, like where they just have this almost like a round table of like the world's smartest people in like every... It sounds like a pop-up university in a way. Yeah, a bit. And it's just pretty cool because what this is, the ICAF, is essentially... A chance for you to be in a fly on a wall of some of the most brilliant minds. And they get together, they give presentations, but they also have a discussion and a forum and topics are brought up and they talk about it. Nice. And then this next clip, uh, you will hear Vice President Dr. Kim Yun-soo, and he's going to talk about the meaning of the acronym of ICF and the purpose of the forum. Let's hear it. So my name is Kim Yun-soo. The ICAF's meaning I is the international, C is culture, A is the art, and then F is forum. So how can is though we are connecting Asian cultures? How can it's more developing in terms of our academic area? As you know, the, the, the postmodernism described that. And through, it has to impact the majors on the academic side. The first case is pure art. It's different side. It's a really different side, yeah. right? Yeah. And then to another side, they will is to the modernizations. We want to more developing for industrial revolution. And then the academic side, we are knowledge evidence. So and then we will combine. And then next step. And then is new part to the more developing. So Mark, pure art an aspect of industrial revolution and an aspect of what sounds like uh, sort of just enlightenment science. Right. So uh, I, I think what uh, Dr. Kim, where his, his main background, he's, he's quite academic and he, he uh, really focuses on more of the industrial revolution and just the study of progression of culture. But then his organization was also like, well, hey, I mean, we should also consider art and how, what, what does that play in the role of the progression of, of Korean and human society? So sure. I, I, I was talking to him just about industrial revolution in itself. And it's quite interesting because, I mean, when it comes to different cultures and different, different areas of the world, 
they almost have different uh, time periods of their own industrial revolution. And in Korea's is, is, I would say, quite recent. And it's, recent yeah. and intense. Yeah. Uh, it's almost a trope by now by saying, you know, forced, not forced, that, 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 that has a, a loaded meaning, but uh, ultra rapid uh, modernization over the course of what, shall we say, three decades or right. so? Right. I mean, you, I, I think you won't find any other culture like that with the exception of maybe the UAE where it just went from one of the poorest countries in the world to one of the top and just, like you said, just... Three decades. It's pretty crazy. Right. And, um, you know, similar to what I said at the top of the show with the artist who was trying to link shamanism and art, one of his things was that modernity, modernness has um, kind of swept over Korean-ness. And that's an interesting concept to bat around and play with. I mean, one of the big contradictions that we're constantly holding up next to each other here is uh, modernity, tradition, and uh, what's old, what's new. Right. I mean, that is, uh, that's always kind of the, the argument or just the struggle of, of becoming modern mm. and right. And, and do you lose a part of the tradition or part of your culture? So I'm sure that's, that's a tough one. So this forum, like you said, it's sort of like a big round table of, uh, the world's smartest people from, I guess you could call it sort of a, a, a Davos of culture. Yeah. I mean, it, like I said, it's every, it's just about every field, music, art, design, religion, video, film and dance and it was over a span of two days and i was really lucky to sit down with one of the professors who focused in art dr michael meyer and thanks to the icaf pr consultant kang Hyejin, not only did i uh sit down with kim yun su the vice president but i got to meet uh, dr meyer who traveled all the way here from germany mm. and uh yeah in this next clip we're going to hear about his role so so let's hear that Uh, Since many years, I'm a member of the team Professor Kim described before. I feel honored by the invitation. And um, the other two keynote speakers talk about the fourth industrial revolution. But I went a step back and talk about historic, more historical things. It started with the Second Second World War. There's a special painter in Germany, Caspar Walter Rau, and he is not so well known, also in Germany, not. Well, that But, was a very sensitive time, yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, yeah. World War II, right? Yeah, and so my my lecture was about um, how the circumstances of the time flow into his paintings and etchings, because um, it's always... <laughs> it's always important yeah, that um, the social and the political influence art, but art also has an influence on the social and the political area. That's, you were just talking, you were just talking yeah. about yeah. that, yeah. Right? Yeah. How, yeah. how that all and so, just... Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm so happy to be part of, of this whole forum and to have the possibility to talk here and to discuss different topics. Mark, do you think art is a mirror with which to reflect the world or a hammer with which to shape it? Yeah, I think it's like, I just kind of imagine playing like a, like a simulator, almost like a SimCity thing. And art, art is kind of like the result, kind of shows like your, the progression of your society. It, 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 it's almost like just you go ahead and, and you build that foundation and you get the industrial side out of it. And then finally you get to reap the benefits and you allow yourself to get creative. Yeah. It's interesting because uh, you you could talk for uh, half a day on this, but um, art reflects 
the distribution of leisure in society, doesn't it? Um, some of the greatest uh, works of art that we uh, love uh, are reflect a patronage system which reflects massive inequality in society in the feudal societies and the sort of aristocratic societies of the past. Uh, but more broadly, in modern society, uh, how do you even draw artistic boundaries to start? You know, right. There's art in video games. There's art in... Uh, graffiti, mm-hmm. you know, and what sort of um, diagnosis about society and the direction that we're moving in do all of those things provide? Right. Yeah, absolutely. And also, I think uh, we talked about that, uh, how how art kind of allows us to express ourselves and, and, and almost show, uh, allow us to get to that point, but also through the struggle as well. Like if, if a society is going through some tough times, and that's what Dr. Mayer and I were talking about, especially, I mean, this this artist. Have you ever heard of him? Casper Valterau? Have you heard have of this not. guy? I have yeah. not. Yeah. So a little bit of backstory behind him. He's from Beirut, uh, Beirut, which is the same university that Dr. Mayer lectures at. Mm. And he was really into Cezanne. And then uh, in this artist's life, a little incident happened known as World War II happened i've heard of that yeah i've heard of that too yeah and they threw him in the polish front as an infantryman and they also found out that he was quite skilled as a as an artist so they made him a cartographer okay he had to draw up maps uh, and, and stuff okay and actually he made his his uh mark post-world war ii because that i mean can you imagine germany post-world war ii right yeah it's in, the closest thing to an apocalypse i suppose you know it's a it's a ruined landscape and it's a struggle for survival i want to point out to listeners that you uh, made a video this week and you've uploaded it to our facebook site uh facebook.com slash koreascape i'm looking at a freeze in that video right now where you've got uh, some of Kaspar Valtarau's work it's uh what is it called it's called speeding demon and it's a little creepy yeah it is and and in this next clip we'll talk about how I um I don't know it, it brought up different elements and it was a bit of a shock to me so in this next clip it'll be interesting let's hear it it's a special time in Germany after the second world war and the whole all cities are destroyed and the people have no place to go and so and um, Rao pictured it in a picture called um, Speeding Demon. So it's a demon which moves over Ooh. the land. And Wait, this is the German work? Yeah, yeah this is that's German. Almost, that's very Asian. Yeah. Well, it, like from far away, it kind of looks like almost like a Korean yeah. traditional. Yeah, oh. this is one of the reasons I choose this painter. Yeah. Because what I know um, from um, Korean painting yeah. and Asian painting. The composition. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so it's a demon which moves over the land. The land is destroyed here, yeah. a tombstone. So it's a dead-bringing demon which moves there, and it's combined the social of the time in the symbol of the demon. And the very special thing is, is it's not a specific cultural for German. I think everywhere where is a war, the same as, are the same circumstances. And um, so it's also, it was part of my lecture to talk about um, that is uh, general, yeah, and it's a kind of global art. Mark, I would urge listeners to have a look at this. Yeah. Uh, this speeding demon etching, uh, which you have uploaded as part of the video on our uh, Facebook page, it 
does look, as you were surprised to see in this clip, um, it looks at first glance like an Asian tiger or perhaps an Asian dragon. It's got the snout of an animal. Yeah, and then also the absolutely, and also just the aesthetic, the way that it's handled. It seems again a bit like that the Korean traditional ink, almost just the composition and. And the piece, so I thought it was pretty interesting. I was uh, again, you could hear it in the clip. I was, I was a bit shocked that yeah. this was. I mean, the key difference here: this is clearly a dystopian right. uh, scene, and this is a demon in the sky that's bringing death, according to the artist. Mm-hmm. And uh, usually in Asia, the tiger or the dragons would be a, a, a symbol of uh, prosperity, authority. Right. Um, a mandate of heaven, maybe some kind of thing like that. It's but, a it's a positive symbol. Sure. Would but, you like to yeah. show this to David Mason? Yeah, yeah Professor yeah. Mason, who you went to explore yeah, those Buddhist wonder, paintings right. with. I wonder what, how he would think about that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. So um, I just thought that that piece was just quite engaging. And there was a second piece that we were talking about, and that was translated "Gone with Wind" or "Gone with the Wind," but not to be confused with the uh, the classic film. Mm-hmm. And it was made by Rao in 1958. And the piece focused a bit more on the soldiers and the people returning home post-war. And you can see it here. It almost looks like a, um, a kind of like a fantastical like book illustration. Hmm. You know what I mean? If you're, you're just going ahead and flipping through and it just happens to... It's an to, etching of what yeah. seems to be a floating leaf with some very surreal aspects. There is a uh, sort of an Alice in Wonderland-like snail crawling up the floating leaf. That's right. And there's like an 1800s couple. There's a woman with a parasol and a Mm -hmm. big uh, sort of bustle dress walking on the leaf as it floats through the air. Right. So the perspective is a bit confusing because you're not sure if it's like a tiny couple sitting on a a regular-sized leaf or like a normal-sized a uh, couple on a giant leaf mm-hmm. and above uh on the top there there's also like a massive butterfly and that can be you know translated and and thought of as something with uh metamorphosis and change because this was yeah. made in 1958 and it kind of uh there's a level of uncertainty of it even though there's a lighter tone and it's the leaf itself lifting them off the ground and that ground kind of represents still the damage and the flattened uh, civilization yeah. of, of Germany post-World War II. But uh, yeah, you're not sure where this couple is headed because they are in complete mercy of the wind and wherever it takes them. A sense of dystopia, yeah. a sense of confusion, which I'm sure was uh, pretty uh, common among post-World War II uh, Germans. Not everybody would have had the ability to express it so artistically as Rao did. But uh, even until 1958, the date on this, this pervading sense of uh, what in God's name has happened. Yeah. Know? Yeah. yeah. And, and where to next. Right. <clears throat> and then this, I was supposed to actually go ahead and do a uh, uh, audio clip for this piece. But then our conversation between the three of us got really interesting because this is when we just started talking about with the piece with Gone with the Wind and post-World War II. And then the topic just came up with uh, the thought of the comparing and compa- contrasting of Korea versus Germany post-World War II. What well, kind the of, obvious yeah. comparisons, right? Right. Um, a divided country uh, a, in Germany with the sudden unification process. Mm-hmm. Most people agree that's probably unlikely here on Korea, but, uh, you know, who's to say? Did he have anything to say about it? He absolutely did. In fact, they both had uh, something to say about it, and we will hear it in this next clip. Let's hear it. How do you feel about 
post World War II Germany versus Korea. Yeah, yeah. I think there are many aspects which are similar. Yeah, um, like the um, destroying after the war. Yeah, and um, and the plans to recover. Yeah, yeah. So and also the problems with unification. Yeah, Germany has <laughs> has it already, but in Korea it's always a discussion. Now I will prepare in the three papers. How can reach up there to unification? I will study the lighting, and is to the the unification side. So I have the thinking is to the why is history impacting society. Basically, the European World War II changing to the whole the society. In Korea, we have studying to the 1953 Korean War, and then second step is different side. I will study how can the combine together. Yeah, I mean uh, reunification. No matter how much is written about it here in korea it remains a big question mark is it something you ever think about <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah i mean just uh everything that's just gone on in in the past uh months months right i mean i've been here for since 2010 and uh of course that's gone through my mind but man it, it it's really just the whole process and and just the topic itself it's just all you hear about and, and see yeah. these I, days. I remember when um you know the the berlin wall opened uh that um 1989 sort of late fall that's a little hint for our listeners about your yeah. uh, age yeah. there no i'm i'm incredibly old you know that and everybody else knows it <laughs> oh come on um but uh, yeah no I, I i went over there and it was it was unbelievable it was jaw-dropping I do not think there will be a sort of a sudden opening of the DMZ anytime soon. And Korea doesn't share a land border with any third country, which would make the sort of German uh, reunification model feasible. It was when right. Hungary threw open a border and it just East Germans started uh, filtering out in, in massive numbers, right? Right. That's not really possible because it's a peninsula. South right. Korea is surrounded by ocean. Mm -hmm. um, so it's hard to identify what the trigger might be for possible reunification here and everybody talks about uh, a hard landing or a soft landing for for North Korea or a confederation a slow integration i tend to think it's going to be more sudden than not sudden if and when uh, a realistic reunification you comes. think it's going to be more sudden i do oh interesting um i i, I mean this is pure speculation yeah. but uh, you know some sort of situation that maybe the the north cannot manage and hmm. uh, maybe there's you know, some involvement by China. But again, we're getting above my pay grade here. <laughs> um, we, you know, it's interesting to see what the artistic community envisions for that. And I think this might be, you know, become a whole sort of subgenre. There's a defector artist here by the name of Sun Mu. He's a he's called the faceless artist. And he kind of has a wild take on interfacing these worlds of North and South. Yeah. Sort of reunification in the imagination. Yeah, I, I feel like in the next couple months, in the next year or so, I'm going to be very busy, you know, trying to find just seeing what uh, a lot of these artists have to deal with. Because at least right now, when I'm doing my artistic wanderings, I'm finding these young artists or even just um, uh, even more experienced artists in general. Uh, the topic is there, but it's it's still not, uh, I would say, as prevalent. They're, especially the young artists are still trying to discover themselves yeah. and, and figure out themselves. But when this 
process becomes real, you know, and it's really going down, then I feel like uh, we might see an artistic shift across the board. It's going to be an interesting. It's going to be interesting. What interests me is, um, you know, if if North Korea uh, either let's let's imagine there's either unification or normalization. Right. Mm -hmm. And that North Korea is going to open up and uh, things are going to normalize somewhat up there. Um, Maybe North Korea becomes as, quote unquote, free as, uh, say, Vietnam or or China. Right. Mm -hmm. What sort of art are people going to gravitate up there when they know what's out there? Yeah. And when they can identify with artistic movements semi-openly, right? Yeah. Yeah, I can't I just can't imagine like if we if the the borders open up and just what kind of stuff can be produced. What kind of stuff has already been produced, right? Yeah. Maybe even even by the citizens themselves that I, I don't know. think much, man. That is just we'll a, see I, to yeah. have anything that's yeah. not uh, beyond the, the the sort of prescriptions of the state right. is just uh, asking for trouble, isn't mm-hmm. it? I'm very interested to see what sort of transgressive art mm-hmm. North Koreans are going to be interested in someday. I that's mean, true. Too. Every society needs whether you you know whether it's um, part of just the the marketplace uh and whether it's been completely normalized like you know listening to the the clash or something mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. you know that's mainstream rebellion yeah. right yeah, yeah, mainstream yeah. marketed rebellion what you know but every society needs it it needs some right. way to let off steam what's going to be the transgressive media that north korea decides it likes a lot right you know right is it, is it going to be punk is it going to be uh, heavy metal? Is it going to mm-hmm. be jazz, which itself is a transgressive form in some ways? And then visually on the canvas, uh, what's it going to what's it going to like? What's North Korea uh, going to identify with? Uh, you know, after decades and decades of you know brass, bronze statues and uh, murals of crashing waves and uh, great leaders standing in front. Yeah, I'm just very curious because, you know, if you think about the progression of society and what the ICAF has been uh, focusing on, and especially with with what we were just talking about here with the society of the South versus the North of of the Koreas, and just, you know, in when you are in going through the industrial steps, when you're going ahead and working, that's just your sense of purpose and in, in your role. But yeah. then when it comes into the art and expression and philosophy, it, it switches from the sense of your role to the sense of yourself and also the sense of how you see the world. So it's just, it should be pretty interesting just to see how the, this progression goes and the, how they see themselves. It must be pretty daunting to sit on the board of the uh, International Cultural Art Forum. I mean, and essentially be uh, one of these... Um, kind of experts on everything right yeah <laughs> you know what direction is the is the world going I, I just can't imagine what it's like to have maybe the top person in in this you know philosophical field versus yeah. sitting right next to a what top i'm surprised artist. is yeah. that none of them really mentioned technology mm-hmm. you know and technologically assisted uh design art. well they had they, they had the speakers there they definitely oh, they had, they had, had some forum. virtual yeah. stuff yeah, and yeah. some virtual reality augmented Absolutely. reality yeah. virtual worlds i think that's the real blue ocean for mm-hmm. some of these uh, we ought to do an artistic wandering that's uh, technological at some point let's do it let's I'm do down. it all right, we'll do some kind of uh, highly technological kind of thing, computer-aided design or whatnot. Mark, it's been cool. I'll talk to you soon. All right, thanks a lot.